Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. This week on the show, coming back into the monkey house for the third week in a row, hanging around like a bad bloody smell from Stupid Old Studios and the host of Gamer Gamer Game, it's Evan Munro Smith. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Okay, doesn't sound that happy. Well, it's early in the morning. It is, we're recording this early in the morning. <laughs> Full disclosure. Sorry, I've ruined, I've ruined the... And also, it's comedian and member of the Chimp Cop sketch group, Timothy Clark. I'm back. You've got a <laughs> podcast guest in me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, I mean, Tim, it's so good to have you back in here. Thank you for having me. Sorry we had to make it so early so I can go to work after this, but thanks for accommodating <laughs> myself. Fault. Well, yeah. Are you allowed to talk about what you do for a living? Uh, probably not. I just, right. That's <laughs> I even work cooler. How yeah. cool is that? I'm an assassin. <laughs> Don't want to say it on podcast. I, I work a nine to five job. So uh, thanks That's for having me so early. Is assassinating a nine to five job? Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. You didn't know that? No. It's a real shame because most like uh, gala events and Met Balls happen at night. So during the day, not much. <laughs> it's just cleaning my gun. Sure. Right. Reading Bible verses that I've tattooed on my body. <laughs> Did you know, Tim, that Evan Munro Smith's favorite primate is the human and in particular andy from toy story really your this favorite is, this, human no, this has been warped so much since it sort of started um to be clear my favorite primate is human yeah. my favorite disney character is andy from toy story that's what i said no you your said favorite... my favorite human was andy which is not necessarily the case well i think if you extrapolate the data that we've collected oh, okay. that is the case right because all humans are disney characters what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Tim, can you please t- t- tell Evan about a primate that is better than a human? Well, this is my <laughs> third appearance on the show. My first favourite primate was the uh, bonobos that have the face that curve inwards. 
Oh, and yeah. then my second favorite was the bonobos with the face that curves outwards. Uh-huh. So I've got to go this time with bonobos who have a completely flat face. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely nothing on there. Like they've just ran into a Looney Tunes wall. They're expecting to go through a cave, but they just smacked into it and are completely flat. So this is a hypothetical bonobo we're talking hypothetical about. Hypothetical bonobo. All right. Yeah. I didn't know you could do hypothetical primates. Yeah, well, there you go. This is the things that are open to you. Yeah, also, right. he's an assassin as Whoa. well. Yeah. We've talked Pretty about cool. an assassin monkey on this show before. There's oh, that's a right. Mar- yes, you Marvel have. character called the Hit Monkey. With Meso, right? Yeah, with Meso. Yeah. Oh, no. Was it with Meso? Was that Andy Matthews? I can't remember these episodes. Is Hit Monkey, is this a comic no, character? No, that was with Peter that... and Jess Perkins. Are it they... is a character, yeah. In, but in the a... films at all? Or, or not, just in the Not comics? as yet, but in the comics and there's a TV show in the works. Wow. I think That'll be some great material for this show. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> It'll keep us going. Now, not to, not to tip the hat about what the topic is today. I mean, just look at your phones and iPods. You, you, you know what's kind of happening. But you didn't know there were monkeys in this uh, film before going in, right, Matt? Was, yeah, sitting there very nervously in the cinema. <laughs> so this was an absolute gamble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Seeing how far we could push the concept. <laughs> it could have just wound up being uh, going and seeing a movie with a friend. Yeah, that's true, which is a nice thing as well. <laughs> and it, still, it, it involved, definitely knew it involved uh, Evan's favourite primate, Andy from Toy Story. Oh, see, I mm. didn't know that. So I, people were telling me, someone I think mentioned on Gamey Game that maybe Andy wouldn't be in this film because at the end, he, at the end they sort of part ways at the end of the third one. And I hadn't watched the third one recently. I'd only seen the first two. And I was devastated at the idea that maybe he wouldn't be in the fourth film. And I was hoping that he would be. And he is. He is. Because it Andy starts, is. the film starts with... Did you say Andy, Andy, Andy is? Andy is. No, I said and he is, but it works both ways, wow. as you pointed out. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the film starts with a flashback, or it starts nine years um, earlier than yeah. today. Yeah, What? can you explain to me what was going on there? Who, what? Whose house was that? Was that, that another was, That was Andy's. That was Andy's. And he said, was that him saying or his sister saying, you can, I don't need the lamp anymore? Well, Bo was, Bo Peep was uh, Molly, his sister's uh, lamp growing up. So she was not afraid of the dark anymore. So they just got, they gum treed Bo Peep away. And that's the guy who was picking her up at the start. Okay. That makes sense now. I was trying to figure out who Molly was. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. Okay. So Molly's Andy's sister. Yep. As, as a recap, I'm sure you touched on it last week, Matt, but guys, you were fans of this franchise growing up? Uh, I, I, it's, in my head, it was, it came out later than it did. I remember it coming out when I was uh, too old for it. Okay. But it came out when I was still pretty young and I do remember enjoying it, but it, I just always thought I enjoyed it somehow like um, outside of the demographic, but uh, it's it's like it's been on since '95, so pretty much everyone who's ever lived was a kid when it started. Yeah, is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, unless you're what over thirty-five. Yeah, then yeah. you're starting to get a bit beyond it. Then you'd be in your teens when it came out. Mm. So anyway, there's no people who are that old. This is so. this is a, this is a math-based <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I really liked Toy Story growing up. I, I, I'm pretty sure I like vaguely remember seeing the first one in the cinema, um, and I uh, definitely remember seeing Toy Story two when I was a bit older when when that would have just come out. And I, actually, I do remember seeing that in the cinema as well. 
So, yeah, I, and I really liked them. I was a big fan. I Hell definitely yeah. remember seeing the third one in the cinema. I can't remember where I first saw the other two. But, yeah, I definitely liked them and watched them quite a bit. That's great. I, I love this series. I think it's so good. Yeah. I remember seeing, I don't think I saw the first one in cinemas, but two and three, absolutely. Loved them. Re- replayed that VHS. I brought, I wore down my Toy Story 2 VHS when I was younger. <laughs> Loved it. So good. Is that the one that starts with the Buzz Lightyear Zerg sequence? The video game, yeah. Yeah, great. That's number two. Such a good start to a film. I was such a... I think I was I was really drawn to, drawn to it in particular because I was such a fan of animation. I was so into cartoons as a kid. Um, and, yeah, 3D animation it just looked cool. It was amazing. And it's pretty amazing how it's... It was the last week we talked about the original, the... Um, leaps they've gone through in the last 25 years from the original to the new yeah, one. Yeah, they've really mm. improved like in the they, last they 24 showed, years. Showed a lot more humans in this one I yeah, think, because yeah. they have the ability to make them not look scary. Yeah, yeah. they look like people. Yeah, yeah, the humans in this weren't like cylindrical legs moving <laughs> choppily across the yeah. across the floor. It was never that bad. It the was, dog was. The dog was fucking awful. The dog was awful. But, yeah. but the um, compare that to the cat in Toy Story Four. It was like, man, that's a that's a good cat. And Wild, yeah. Like it looks, it looks kind of like photo real. I think photo. It, it is kind of photo realistic. Uh, putting aside the fact that there's stylized characters and stuff like that, I think like there are frames from this film that you'd look at it and go that. Look, could be a photo. Yeah, yeah, totally. The That's cat, a cat, especially fighting a real doll. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. the yeah. humans. No, no, not like that. a real doll, like the sex doll, but like an actual. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone was thinking that. I think <laughs> no, it was is that only. A brand or something? Yeah, it's the brand. <laughs> it was only me. All right. Well, now, now we found my character for this episode. Hey, everyone, it's me, Tim the Pervert, Stinky Pete. <laughs> they've actually uh, speaking of they they've cut one scene from Toy Story two. This this only I think came out as news yesterday from the time of recording. They've cut one of the the bloopers in Toy Story two. How they had the fake bloopers. They've cut one where oh. they've cut the one where like Stinky Pete is talking to the oh. the Barbies. Yeah, that I remember that. Oh, that was yeah. a little. That was a bit creepy. It's a it's a little casting couch kind of thing where it's yeah. like, oh well, I can get you a part in Toy Story three. Oh, we're on. Yeah. So I, I think oh, yeah. Right. I was, yeah, and John Lasseter was John Lasseter involved in something like that? Yeah, he right. Oh, I, I, maybe I. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, it was John. It wasn't Andrew Stanton, was it? It was John Lasseter. I'm not I sure. I think yeah. it's John Lasseter who allegedly, allegedly, yes, potentially. was the main. Yeah, uh, was that Kelsey Grammer? It was Kelsey Grammer yeah, who right. played Stinky Pete. Great, what a great voice. Oh yeah, so good, fantastic villain. But I, I can mm. see why they would want to cut that when they bring it to new Blu-rays or yeah. Disney Plus no, or whatever. See, yeah, it's funny, and it, it's funny that that played at the cinemas what fifteen years ago or something, and people would have laughed. It would have been funny as. Yeah, things change. It, it That's certainly what does. People forget when time changes. So do things. Yeah, yeah. it's like Bob Dylan said: the yeah. times they are a changing. Yeah, and, and so are things. Yeah. As but he said well. that in the 60s, so now, 50 years later. Oh, right. That's no longer the case. No. The times, they are a stopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great-looking film, though, and I, it reminded me of um, the – oh, I think this must have been like a behind-the-scenes thing of the original Shrek. Um, they, they said uh, Princess Fiona, they origi- like the original like design or whatever of Princess Fiona, they had to change it because they made her too realistic. She looks right. too real in a, in a world that's – stylized um and they kind of have done that a bit 
with this film where the p- people kind of look like people. I'm sure they could do really realistic. Yeah, they're people. really cartoony. But yeah, they've like, like the old lady in the um, in the antique store. She looks like a character out of Up. Yeah, right. Mm. Totally. And yeah, like they they all look like and the um, carnival guy. You know, they're all got sort of squished. Their faces are out of proportion. Yeah. Mm. yeah, they're cartoon characters. Yeah. Yeah, or I think it's because if you go for... Wait, we're 10 minutes into this episode and we've come to the conclusion Toy Story 4 was an animated <laughs> film. <laughs> okay, thank you. Because <laughs> I imagine it's to avoid Uncanny Valley stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't Tom Hanks do a film that fell for that? Oh, it- Polar Express? Yeah, the yeah. Polar yeah. Express, yeah. But also weird because he played all the characters in that. It's such a weird... Anyway. Yeah, they reach for the reach for the sky there. Mm. And they landed on the moon. Is that it? No. no. <laughs> Reach for the stars? Yeah. Sure. Reach for the sky is what you say in a Western when you Yeah, it's what well, you what he thinks yeah. that he says. I was doing that. I'm, oh. I'm not actually. I'm playing a dumb character. You reached right. for infinity and you reached beyond. <laughs> <laughs> this is the um, synopsis from IMDb. by Internet Monkey Database. That's it. From <laughs> This is by Jay Welch. Five seven four two. Ah, there's um, quite a few Raquel's Jay Welch's brother. on there. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. There's five thousand seven hundred forty-one others before he finally got on and got his username. And he says, "Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the rest of the gang embark on a road trip with Bonnie, who's the new owner. Yep, and a new to- a toy named Forky. The adventurous journey turns. Th- th- that's skipping quite a lot of the." F- Start of the film. Yeah, these are never good. I don't oh, know why. Sorry. I don't know why I persist with them. <laughs> the adventurous journey turns into an unexpected reunion as Woody's slight detour leads him to his long lost friend Bo Peep. As Woody and Bo discuss the old days, they start. Uh, they soon start to realize that they're two worlds apart when it comes to what they want from life as a toy. So, yeah, that does cover some stuff. Forky is a big new character. Yeah, completely omitted from that. No, they they made it. Oh, there's more to it. Yeah. Oh, no, right. no, that you just weren't listening. What? Was, the end of the first sentence, the word was forky. Was it? Yeah. What did he say? What was it? Evan was Googling real dolls to see if they were <laughs> <laughs> There's uh the gang embark on a road trip with Bonnie and a oh, new same so, right, 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 Forky. Right. So Forky and I because Evan and I saw it yesterday. Um as we're catching the tram there and then uh walking through the um the shops to get there and realise, oh, it's school holidays. Oh, probably should have pre-booked tickets. Oh. And then um, got there and there were uh, four seats left available, either the very front two on the left together or mm-hmm. two scattered through throughout the cinema. What did you guys go for? Two. We went for the scattered. Yeah, okay. I'd take position over sitting next to someone. <laughs> and I'm glad Evan was the same. Yeah. yeah. I've been in that scenario before. a little before bit hurt, but that's okay. Where friends have been like, no, nah, let's sit together. In the shit seats. We're not talking to each other during the film, <laughs> but okay. I'm glad Evan was like, yeah, let's just sit there and watch this from a watchable view. That's great. Mm. That's why my neck feels okay today. Because yeah, of you, right. Evan. Thank you. That's great. Thanks. If I didn't work with people in an office who had kids, I would never know when school holidays are. Well, I had mm. no idea. You just, you've, you, well, you find out when you go to see a kid's movie in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it must be school holidays. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I don't know how long, is this the second week of it or first no, week? No, first week. Right, yeah. Cause Did it, you feel weird like you were going to see a kid's film on your own as like an old man? Because I um, I felt a little I bit I did like feel that. a little bit like that was the downside of splitting up is it was <laughs> all of a sudden we were 
two weirdos by ourselves <laughs> watching a kids movie. Um, yeah, and I yeah, quiet was... down. <laughs> but anyway, I'm enjoying like... the pathos. <laughs> the point is the. Uh, there were a lot of kids in there, so we kind of got an idea of what was funny to kids, and they <laughs> okay. loved Forky. Yeah. He, he got the biggest laughs, even when he was not being funny, I don't think. But obviously he was. Yes. <laughs> well, obviously. But Succinct yeah. and to the point. <laughs> and the, I think the other really funny character uh, who the kids loved, and I did as well, was the uh, the motorbike guy oh duke kaboom duke yeah he kaboom. was great so that was keanu reeves character mm-hmm. tony hale did forky tony hale's funny yeah yeah tony he's, he's funny because i thought for, going into it forky was going to be ah uh, this is pandering to kids this is uh, uh going to be yeah a, I, a, a, intentionally annoying character yeah i was not on board like early on but i i did come around yeah um so the idea of forky i imagine everyone listening has probably already seen it but the idea of forky was Bonnie, the new kid, who, well, well, maybe we'll start right from the beginning. As far yeah, as I unlike remember, unlike that synopsis. So Bo Peep um, is in a flashback <laughs> nine years back, and she's sent off to um, a new family. We assume. Yep. Um, uh, Woody has the chance to go with her, but he says, "No, I've, I've got to stay with my kid." Mm. Yeah, he has a responsibility. Yeah, and that's what he's always about. He's always about the responsibility. Yeah. Um, so she goes off, and he stays. Then they flash forward nine years. He's basically he's uh, Woody is now like a uh, one of the lesser played with toys with Bonnie. He's always in the cupboard, but he still takes his job seriously. Bonnie's going to kindergarten for the first time, and um, Woody's really worried about it. So he um, he disrespects disobeys the rules of the leader of the toys. Yeah, some sort of plush. How did she get the job? Dolly. Later? Yeah, Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, played by Bonnie Hunt. Right. Yes. Uh, and she, she, you know everything about this, which is handy. You should be explaining it, probably. All right. So then Woody, played by two-time Academy Award winning Tom Hanks, goes to... Uh, Only two. Sunnydale Daycare, I think it's called. Really? <laughs> I think... What? Is that the same daycare as the previous film? Uh, pro- uh, actually, now that I think about it, absolutely not. She's grown. <laughs> uh, she goes to some fucking school. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Thank meets you. Uh, meets uh, a teacher. Uh, God, that was that was really brutal. That scene, like when she was just a, a little lonely kid walking. Yeah. Through. I cried a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was told that me. I was gonna. Maybe I was told by a Facebook status of yours. <laughs> Poss- Which, you really um, that. I think reading that made me feel like I was expecting it too much. So I never really felt emotional until the like the last. Oh, line. you went in with your guard up. Yeah, I must have. I, I went in there. Fully expecting to cry and being absolutely happy, just like absolutely ruin me. Come on! I think I was wanting the same, but I was probably because I was expecting it. Mm. I'm like, this this is going to be real emotional. Mm. Hit me, make me feel bad. <laughs> but then again, that would have been stranger if you were just a, a lone man crying around children. <laughs> so, so uh, she's she's upset, and Woody does this sort of covert move to sort of help her out because she's got to do a little craft activity um, and, and she hasn't got any craft bits. but Because some boy came over and took yeah. all that stuff. And then throws some stuff in the bin. Yeah, this guy, what a piece of work. So Woody, unbeknownst to anybody, presumably. I reckon that hopefully. guy was, uh, he represented the patriarchy. What do you think about that? I reckon it was Sid's son. Yeah, yeah right. I reckon, yeah. There's a message there. Um <laughs> 
Woody jumps in the in the bin and and grabs some bits out, and while Bonnie isn't looking, throws some craft bits on on the table. Woody was representing um, a white knight, I think. Is that right? The, the Melbourne that? event. Maybe. <laughs> Wait, isn't <laughs> a white, isn't a white knight like a a guy feminist who comes or something? Oh. you know the guy comes in on the on the horse. To save the day oh, for the, right. oh, yeah. for the Woody's fair an maiden. Ally. Yeah. Woody he's an, was he's wearing... like an ally who believes in himself too much. Right, I think that's right. what a white knight is, isn't it? I was wondering why Woody wore that shirt that said, this is what a feminist looks like <laughs> with an arrow pointing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Bonnie makes this, makes Forky, this, this craft activity, this handmade sort of a toy out of a fork. It's just a fork with googly eyes, little, little, little paddle, paddle pop stick legs. Yeah, and a uh, pipe cleaner arms. Yep, and then writes Bonnie on the bottom, and then it and and then it's alive. Yeah, we don't know what the rules are. Yeah, what are the rules, Tim? What does that mean? Anything well, that is played with becomes alive. Possibly. I mean, I, they don't really go into it. That's that's a bit too metaphysical for, a, admittedly, a, a child's film. Well, right at the end, there is a little bit of a nod to that because Great. she builds. Yeah. She she makes another one in another uh, another day in Kinder or whatever. Um, and the, the toy comes back and, and turns to Forky and says, why am I alive? <laughs> yeah. And Forky says, I don't know. Yeah, for, before that, Forky goes, I can answer any of your questions <laughs> in the first question. Yeah, I know, yeah. Are you, why am I alive? And then Iris in. Yeah. <laughs> Fade to black. Great ending. Yeah, that was good. Ending. That was good, yeah. I, they, they're so, Pixar's so good at getting, uh, like, uh, picking characters like Forky and, like, the cars, like, uh, characters that children are going to resonate with and just really attach to. I think Forky, once this comes out on DVD or Blu-ray, there's going to be so many, like, memes on Twitter about Forky and the and his, his knife wife where it's like, <laughs> why am I alive? I'm trash. Throw me in the bin. There's going to be so many reply people with yeah. that one screenshot on Twitter, I reckon. It felt weird because because yeah, so Forky believes at the start that he's that he's trash, and just keeps trying any bin, just identifies a bin, goes straight for it. And Woody, his job is to because because Bonnie is so attached to Forky, Woody has to save Forky from from himself. Yeah, um, he's, he's suicidal. He's basically, basically yeah, he is suicidal. He has an anxiety issue. Um, and wants to stay in a bin because it's warm and comfortable in there. I yeah, that's what it is. It's where he belongs. So all night, overnight, he's jumping off the bed into a bin, and Woody's grabbing him from the bin and putting him back on the bed. Yeah, that whole bit was was uh, I thought, oh god, this is going to be one of those intentionally annoying characters where yeah. he just says the word trash over and over again. Yeah, but I props to Tony Hale. His voice performance got uh, way better the more the the character kind of got refined during the whole uh, during the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, he he won me around. I love Forky. Yeah, me too. I once he I think once he had that sort of turning moment with mm. Woody later on, um, and decided he wasn't trash, mm. um, or was trash, but was Bonnie's trash or whatever. However you justified that, he um, was a, a much more likable character. Mm. So. So the, the next thing that happens is they decide to go on a family holiday for a week. Mm-hmm. A road trip, yeah. road trip. They hire an RV and hit the road. All Pretty much all the toys come with, I think. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, except the, uh, the, the, the old folks in the cupboard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you know what we've skipped over massively considering what this show is? Oh, yeah, the only monkeys in the film. <laughs> That's right. So um, Rewind. <laughs> we went into the film 
not knowing if there were going to be any primates in there. Was there Apart from Andy, obviously. Was there any backup media that you had prepared for this week's episode, no. or was it going to be Toy <laughs> no, Story Four, regardless? It was going to be either way. I guess we would have talked about that fact one yeah. way or the, or the other. Yeah. If Toy Story Four was an hour and a half of Woody like <laughs> pointing at a photo that says, "All right, this is why." Apes are shit. Yeah. This is why. That would actually that would have been super relevant. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, every podcast would be talking about that yeah. forever. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, so the, um, the Barrel of Monkeys made a, a, a short cameo towards the top. So yeah, I was relieved early of, in the film. And kind of in the, in the same way as uh, in the original film, yeah. they're trying to save another toy. So, uh, yeah, the remote control uh, car. Yeah, RC is, um, is stuck in a gutter. Um, and it's raining and it's dark and they need to they need to save him because he's getting washed away and you don't want to don't want to be a lost toy. Um, and so they they Woody Woody goes out with his drawstring um, and that, Slinky and Slinky yes the dog. Um, but there's not quite enough reach to get it to reach uh, RC. Slinky had slunk as far as he could slink. Yeah. Um, and uh, but they're able to reach him thanks to. A barrel of monkeys. The they gave him a little bit of extra um, reach, and that was it. That was the whole cameo. But they they saved, they saved RC's life, and possibly even Woody's Andy's, life. Uh, sorry, Woody's life, and Andy's and by Andy's extension. life, right? Because he's an adult now. Um, yes, but he wouldn't have been able to live with himself if he exactly. lost uh, Woody mm-hmm. and, and RC. Yeah, and the barrel of monkeys. And the barrel- <laughs> 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 we did not. We didn't see them. We didn't see them again. So they also didn't no, make the road no, trip. No, they didn't make the road we don't trip. Think. They're not <laughs> they're not in the top uh top twenty or so top, toys. Yeah. That, how many toys? Quite a lot. They, she took a lot of toys, Bonnie. Forest well, of the potato heads. Well, I don't know, because they wouldn't have gone did did Andy I don't know if Andy would have given Bonnie at the end of Toy Story Three the, the monkeys. I don't think he does. Oh, right. So I think they're just they're yeah. probably still at the house. Yeah, they're just still. What's what's Andy's surname? Davis. They're still at the Davis house. Yeah, they're the guy. Is that Garfield's creator? His family? Jim Davis. Yeah, is that Andy's dad, Jim I don't Davis? Think, is this a shared universe? I'm not sure. I think it might be. There is a cat. There is a cat, but it's. Oh, mm, oh my god! Is that cat Garfield? Only it's so old that it's gone grey. Guys, pedestrian.tv is already <laughs> running with this story. We need to keep going. <laughs> Um, it's hard to tell. There's no lasagna or Mondays in this film. True. Well, not explicitly, but that's no. a copyright I mean, there could thing. be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, So they're in the RV and they're... Uh, Fuck, they should have had one of those plushy Garfields that stick to the back of the car. That's a perfect <laughs> toy to include. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been cool. You get Bill Murray in as a cameo. Oh, oh yes. God. This is a great idea for Toy Story 5. Yeah. Yep. I okay. think he could be the new star. Especially if Woody is done. Like Tom Hanks has sort of said that maybe it's it, it's it for him. Has he? I'll read that quote later. Okay. So so they're in the RV. They're driving along to their holiday. Forky goes, I'm trash, I'm trash, jumps out the window. Woody goes, ah, shit, I'm going to have to get him because it's important for Bonnie, the, the kid. Yeah. And um, he jumps out the window knowing they're about five miles away from where they're staying that night. Yeah. A heck of a walk for a toy. Yeah. So he finds uh, finds Forky, and they start that walk. Forky doesn't want to come, but he eventually brings him along. And it's on that walk that they talk about life, talk about Andy, talk about everything. And Forky, it clicks with him that um, he is of value. Yeah. And that yeah, either 
um, Bonnie's his trash or vice versa. Yeah, they get to know each other, and, yeah, um, and they start to see each other's point of view. But before they, I think, yeah, I think, I think the wording is, <clears throat> uh, tra- uh, Forky makes Bonnie feel the way that Forky feels when he's in the trash, right? Warm and comfortable. That's it. Yes, right. But before, so Woody teaches Forky to treat uh, a lady like trash, like trash. And yeah. that's, a, that's a big message. Yeah. I think the kids, this generation is going to grow up to do that. You know what? Let's put in more scenes of Slinky Pete in Toy Story 2. That's what I want. Yeah. Hey, things are changing for the worst. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, they before they get back to the um, the trailer park, they uh, Woody sees the lamp that Bo Peep's attached to and goes in to try to find her. He can't, but he finds a new character called... Giggy Giggy or something? <laughs> what? what was her name? Gabby Gabby? Gabby Gabby. Giggy Giggy is Gabby Gabby on the open mic scene. <laughs> and then and she sort of she's Giggy Giggy. <laughs> You've got a laptop open. <laughs> I should have really googled it. Googled, googled it. But So she's kind of the villain of the piece. Her and her henchmen who had Pretty, like, I imagine for kids would be quite scary. They're so scary. ventriloquist dummies who drag their bodies along. They that, don't talk. They're sort of like slouch, like limp. limp. Yeah. Oh. So disturbing. I loved it. There was a there was a jump scare at one point. Yeah. This would be terrifying for kids. I feel like this is this is for older kids. Yeah, right. Younger kids would be freaked out. And and we basically find out um she seems kinda nice at first, but those dummies make it pretty clear what's yeah. going on. <laughs> And then we find she's out- like Stinky Pete in that she's she seems nice at first and then and then turns yeah yeah because I, I they did the same kind of reveal in Toy Story three and two where it's like oh, here's a fun jovial character with a kind hearted character actor voicing them uh oh yeah. <laughs> yeah they're back what uh, I like I like in this one how they've conditioned us to think okay so she's clearly going to be the villain then she turns out to be one of the most sympathetic characters in the film right. I loved it yeah, yeah she, it was a, it, a nice turn it was really nice because I was thinking like I'm going to feel conflicted when they turn her into a villain mm. properly they didn't because- I think that's why they do it so fast to to set that up real quick so, mm. so they can turn it later I think uh, Gabby Gabby played by Christina Hendricks as well yes yes all right I, who I didn't pick. Very, again, I, very good voice acting. I didn't pick any of these voices, apart from Tom Hanks, who played Woody. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I um hadn't hadn't really looked up the voice cast before. I did know that um Key and Pill were in it, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, I was like, oh, the Duke Kaboom was kind of re- like I, that. You know, afterwards, I was like, oh, that's that person, uh, which was kind of nice. Otherwise, it's kind of distracting when you have an all-star cast. You're like, oh, that's that person. Mm. This is an absolutely stacked cast. This is yeah. the oh, biggest one yeah. they've got. They got like, it's like a bloody Marvel film. The, I mentioned that the, the, there's like a little cameo with like old toys that have stopped being played with uh, in, in Bonnie's cupboard. And it's like it's Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, yeah. Betty White, and Carol, Carol Burnett. Burnett. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, you got <laughs> these guys in for one line. Yeah, yeah. Bill Hader's in it. Mm. Uh, Jeff Garland. Don Rickles, so they found they just re they reuse something. I think they, they just used um like recordings that they haven't used or stuff they recorded for it, TV shows or video games or something. He stuff didn't like that. say much. Yeah. I, I thought that was an impersonator. That's cool. Mm. Um Tom, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, you knew those ones. Yeah. Annie Potts, Tony Hale, um Keegan Michael uh, Key and Jordan Peele. 
It's crazy Christina that Hendricks, it's crazy that when the first time they recorded like voices would have been like 1992 or so. I think that's yeah. when they recorded for the first one. And back then, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, even footing in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as that film comes out, Tom Hanks wins two back-to-back Oscars. <laughs> Tim Allen's TV career uh, shut down for a little while. <laughs> he, he does what Galaxy Quest. Yeah. He does. Couple of, and then he's he's still got the, he's still got Last Man Standing, which is in like That's eight running. years. Yeah, they've cancelled it on two separate networks, and other networks have picked it up. I think. Right. Yeah, right. I oh, didn't know yeah. it's still running because yeah. that doesn't even show here. I don't think. I don't think so. No, I think it plays well with uh, conservative audiences in in the US. Right. Because Home Improvement was the biggest show on TV mm. for a few years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it it's uh, it makes sense that he was a big star at the time. He just didn't break into Hollywood like No, like, yeah, he had a few uh, cracks at it. He yeah. He and he Tom Hanks started with some pretty silly moves as well. Hmm. Uh which so did Tim Allen, but yeah, just didn't he didn't end up making the jump across to serious stuff that Do you think it's yeah, is it cuz Tom Hanks just has has the acting chops to take on more dramatic serious like I guess so. Has has Tim Allen done any dramatic work? Well, I think we're forgetting Wild Hogs. Oh, yeah. I was definitely forgetting Wild (laughs) Hogs. Who are we? The general public? We're forgetting Wild Hogs. (laughs) And the Santa Claus trilogy. Oh, that's right. Ah, I'm being a bit harsh. I'm sure there's tender moments in there. But but Tom Hanks, like, he's... He played an army general in Red Belt. packaged... A movie no one knows. No, I've no, I've got no idea what that is. Uh, I'm being harsh on Tim Allen. I'm sure he's fine. It's no, I'm so really, harsh on Tim Allen. I really like Tim Allen. There's something about him. That's my name. My middle name's Allen. That's amazing. Is that true? Yeah, oh. Tim Allen Clark. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that again? I've got a more appropriate response for that. <laughs> my name's Tim Allen. <laughs> this is basically what every podcast is getting to. <laughs> Just doing. I love. I love it. A Tim Allen impression is kind of indistinguishable from Scooby Doo being confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both classic, uh, classic, classic bits of pop culture. Yeah. You know, we're we're about a third of the way through the film so far, <laughs> and, and you got to go to work, Tim. So, so we're, we meet the who we thinks the villain. Uh, but it turns out she really, she's just, she's never, she was um, made defective. Her voice box didn't work. Um, and she find, she realizes that Woody's got the same uh, equipment in him. And if she can get it, and she like, she goes about it in a pretty, you know. Hmm. That's pretty sinister. They've got to full on tear way. it out of his body. Yeah. And she's not asking him for it early. No. She's just saying, well, Ah, that's interesting. I need one of those. I would have liked to seen Woody wake up after being drugged in like an ice bath <laughs> with like a scar down the side. <laughs> that's good. It was definitely that sort of vibe. Yeah. So, uh, but he so he gets away, but Forky doesn't. Um, and then Buzz at the same time is out uh, looking for Woody, and he he finds this carnival, um, and that's where he picks up Key and Peel, who play these character these plush. Characters yep. who are linked together, a bunny and a chicken. Uh, Ducky yes. and bunny? Ducky and bunny, yep. Mm. And they're more funny characters. Yeah, they were great. It's amazing how many characters they're able to introduce into a, a film that or a franchise that already has so yeah, many characters. Yeah, it's so stacked. Well, I think all the all the older ones just sort of got pushed aside. Mm. Like, Jesse didn't have a massive role. No. Um, I can see why they 
you know, you want to get Key and Peel and Keanu Reeves at the forefront because no kid's going to go. Oh, I wonder what Wa- Wallace Shawn is yeah. going to be voicing Rex again. <laughs> oh yeah, let's see Joan Cusack. Yeah, I'd really like Joan Cusack. I, I love Joan Cusack. She's such a great. But I think a ten-year-old. Do you think the kids are going? Where's Key and Peele and Keanu Reeves? I reckon. I reckon more so than Don Rickles. (laughs) Yeah, they're more like. Is that Estelle Harris is back? (laughs) Great. (laughs) You know she. What is she? Ninety-two. She's got. Yeah, she's. She's doing well. She played an old lady in the (laughs) seventies. Amazing, Um, but they they're just more modern characters, right? Right. Like they're you know they're like a. Crazy comedy duo. I don't know. They're, they're also... In For terms the TikTok of, generation. In terms of animation, they're also... Um, they weren't possible in any of the earlier films. They hadn't figured out fluffy. how to do the fluffiness. Yeah. They're yeah. plush and fluffy. Yeah. They and only they invented amazing. ducks in 2000. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and imagine the merchandise opportunities. Yeah. They could make all these toys into toys. Yeah. Think about it. I wonder. We should call Disney. That's where the movie. That's where the Robin Williams movie Toys fell apart because there's not many toys you can right. make out of that. Right. Again, Joan Cusack. Oh, oh. she's yeah, done a lot of toy work. Man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All those In and Out action figures. <laughs> she was in the movie In and Out. With, Again, oh, I'm not Ke- talking about the real doll. <laughs> okay. Ke- Kevin Klein. <laughs> Kevin Klein. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a big film. Do you want me to just start naming Joan Cusack movies? Because I'm going to be here School all day. Rock. School of Rock. Uh, the sitcom What About Joan? Uh, Working Girl. I can keep going. <laughs> Working Girl again? Is this about the real doll? Yep, absolutely. She's putting in the hard yards. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So they get to the carnival. Yes, they get to the carnival. Um, they pick up uh, Ducky and and uh, Chicky. <laughs> Is that it? Uh, it's Bunny and Ducky, and they become a bit of a ragtag gang. Right? Yeah, and, and uh, um, Woody finds them somehow. I forget how. No, he finds Bo Peep. He finds Bo. Yeah, I was waiting. Oh, for this yeah. Part. This Bo's sort of the really the hero of the film. Yeah, because Bo saves uh, Woody. Uh, uh, when he's being uh, played with with um, all these toys that um, want to get played with by oh god I cannot I like school holidays again. yeah so they go a busload like, of kids comes out oh yeah, yeah we're gonna play with me yeah including um, combat Carl combat <laughs> Carl pretty fun scene oh. with the three combat Carls so good so funny <laughs> the third one getting left hanging Carl Weathers <laughs> the voices combat Carl oh great and you know we talked about it last week but combat Carl is a, a made-up toy because um, whoever owns G.I. Joe wouldn't let him use G.I. Joe. That's crazy because th- th- surely they must have seen the success of Barbie in number two because I think, I think well, that's... That, this was in the original yeah. was when Combat Carl first was in. So, yeah, it feels like they would have gone, oh, actually, you can have him from the second one, which is what Barbie did. <laughs> yeah. But Barbie said, you can't have Barbie. And then after the success of the first, like, oh, you can have Barbie. Mm-hmm. But maybe G.I. Joe didn't have this. Either they didn't, they were like, you missed a chance. Combat Carl's a thing now. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, they, they still 
you know, held strong. Mm. So Bo Peeps played by Annie Potts. She's back, yeah. She played her in the original, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. And she's uh, she's back. Uh, great, because I it it sucked that they they just cut her out of number three altogether. Yeah, like right. they had her being remembered as someone who got left behind or or uh, sold off over the years, um, which I get it for pathos uh, reasons, but also don't get rid of one of your only female characters. Yeah, that <laughs> right. was don't a mistake. Do that. that was yeah. a mistake. This was this was a great film for strong female characters. Yes, and I th- I think I read somewhere that they had um, they had more input. Uh, behind the scenes from women this time around. Well, Rashida Jones was one of the writers, is it? Well, I think she was brought on initially to write the script, and I think there were some creative differences. Ah, right. She does still get a story by credit or a, a co-written credit in the, yeah. uh, at the end, I saw. It says story by, according to Wikipedia, John Lasseter, Rashida Jones, Will McCormick, Josh Cooley, Valerie Lapointe. Martin Hines, Stephanie Folsom, and Andrew Stanton. Good lord, that is a yeah. long list. Because yeah. I think Valerie, the, the Valerie name, you, I think she co-wrote Toy Story Two as well. Oh right, she's not even clickable on Wikipedia. Oh, bullshit! No, it's Bullseye. Bullseye. <laughs> is that the horse? Joke of the yes. episode, I reckon. That's, that's very good. <laughs> That was very good. I'm calling it myself. I'm Babe Ruth. Um, <laughs> I, I love seeing uh, Bo Peep back. Babe Ruth, of course, famous for hitting a home run and then pointing. <laughs> <laughs> that was what he was known for. Um, the yeah. easiest prediction to make. Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved because uh, I think the initial idea was more of like a rom-com. Um, I think that's that's the story that Rashida Jones was floating around for a couple of years. That's when uh, what she mentioned because I was looking up interviews for this like, oh, right. for years. Like a Bo Peep. Woody rom-com? Yeah. yeah. I think that was the initial idea. And there were sort of elements of that. At, yeah, I can, I can definitely see yeah, that. Kind sort of, of an action rom-com hmm. when those their, their sort of arc was. Yeah. So An uh, action rom-com kind of like, you know, Gross Point Blank starring John Cusack. But uh, I, I loved having Bo Peep back. I remember that being really good. Is Gross Point Blank, does that hold up? Uh, I think so, yeah. Good fun. With her brother. Yeah. Uh, John, John, yeah, John and Joan Cusack. John and Joan, and what Anne. were they thinking? <laughs> and I think Anne Cusack's in there as well. Their uh, sister. I love when the Cusacks get together. They <laughs> yeah. make movie magic. Yeah, I love a cul-de-sac of Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yes, yeah, so Woody and Bo Peep um, reunite. Bo Peep's lived this great life. Woody's going, oh, you're a lost toy. I feel for you. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's sick. I can do whatever I want. There's a whole huge world out there. You know, I don't have. To, I'm not restricted to a bedroom anymore. And she's basically she goes around. She's set up a whole gang who, who including this tiny little cop officer Mc, McDibbles or something. Giggles McDibbles. Or yeah, something. bit of fun. Um, and they po- Polly Pocket. Basically. Yeah, it's yeah, it basically a Polly Pocket sort of a character. And they, very small. So she can help fix. Other I mean, they all are. Yeah. yeah, but she's <laughs> even she's small. Them. She's something else. Tiny. I, I think that uh, Bo Peep represents like uh, the, the 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 whole theme of the movie, which is like empty nesters. They are looking after these kids, and once they're at the point where they don't need them anymore, what use do they have in the in the world as whole? So yeah. I think that was that was, and I think they they've charted from 1995 up to now. They've charted very well with appealing to kids, but also appealing to the people who grew up with it. Like Toy Story Three was. Kids mm. are going off to college, and this time it rocks around. It's it's people just starting families, so they have kids and have worries about um, their life after uh, their kids move out and yeah, such. Yeah, they, they say uh, pretty much. Yeah, there was some, I think a line from Andy basically saying, 
you know, you spend, you do everything for these kids, but they eventually they grow up and, and move out and you have to let them go out into their whole wide world there and you don't even know what they're up to. But, you know, that's your job or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So it was pretty, like, it wasn't it wasn't super subtle. Uh, oh, no. Not that it needs to be. No. Um. So, yeah, I, I this is, that was great. I loved all the stuff with her. There was sort of great action sequences um, with their skunk mobile that they yeah. she, yeah. she made. The, we were talking about, like, the leaps they've made in animation. Just in, like, the framing and the camera work, leaps and bounds from Toy Story. Because Toy Story 1 is very, it looks good, but it's very tracked and, and filmed like, well, created like it's looked like a, like a, like a standard film. Yeah, this like, is so cinematic in yeah. comparison to the original Toy Story. This has got flashbacks and like crazy lighting effects. It's it's mm. it, it looks beautiful. The rain, yeah. Oh, the rain. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, Maron, the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and that like the carnival and stuff, the colors and the light. Like it's just it was a, a great setting for it. It just looks it's real nice. Yeah, I guess we're probably gonna have to push through the back half of the film. But they so they. Um, they go to rescue Forky mm-hmm. as the gang now with the chicken and the duck and the all the others, the um, <laughs> Bo Peep and Woody and that. And Bo Peep lived there for quite a few years. She was in that shop for a while, so she knew everything about it. Went in there. That's when they saw the those cameos you were talking about, Mel Brooks and whatnot. And everyone, you were saying that the Mel Brooks character was like a pun name on Mel Brooks. Yeah, they're all. Um... They're all pun characters. I think it was, uh, I looked it up. It was like Melephant Brooks. Melephant Brooks. Yeah. Carl Rhinoceros. Yeah. Bitey White. Bite. Ch- Cheryl Burnett. I think Cheryl Burnett could have been better. Yeah. Make her like Coral. Coral Burnett. Or like a, yeah, like Christmas Carol Burnett or something. There like we go. Like an elf. Yeah. Because yeah. who stops playing with a chair? They're so, <laughs> they're so useful. Yeah. I'm playing with one right now. <laughs> Sit, you know, sit in there. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to make another real doll. Um, <laughs> so you play with them by sitting on them? Is that? Oh, just their know? face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so they they go into rescue them. I think they pull everyone out, but they don't. Forky gets left behind once again. Mm. I think, yeah, the he, well, uh, there's a big action scene. They meet Duke Kaboom. Uh, Keanu Reeves, so funny, having the year yeah. of his life. Yeah, damn, everyone's on the Keanu train. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's going to be like Jeff Goldblum, where everyone memes him for a long time and then absolutely forgets him. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's definitely how how it seems to play. Mm. But yeah, and then the, he can't uh, be meme forever, Tim. Sometimes you go, you know, you have to have the memes while they're there, and then yeah. you just let them go, and you don't know what's going on with the memes. But hey, that's the circle of memes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they they get him out. What so Duke Kaboom, he was funny. He he's he a very good. Canadian yeah. uh he's sort of like an evil Knievel toy, but he's Mr. Canada. Yeah. And lots he's of, lots of gems at Canada in there. Uh Canada I do it or something. Yes, I Canada. Yes, I yes, Canada. I Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada I do it. He's really <laughs> got a lot of self doubt. Um and it, yeah, he's really funny. You have uh, to have it, that can do attitude. Yeah. He's got his flashback to um, Boxing Day. <laughs> Boxing Day, so fun, and that so that's a because that obviously doesn't play in Australia, but that's is that having a jab at Canada? Do they not do Boxing Day in America or something? No, they don't do it. Oh, really? I think it's just a connect. Well, so that that joke is for America. That joke's We're for like, Americans. yeah, Boxing Day. Yeah. So, oh, right. I didn't even realize that was a joke. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and 
they use his skills. They sort of Bo knows how to manipulate him a bit to doing big crazy jumps for him. Yeah. Uh, and they look eventually that it all works out. <laughs> well, follow us at, at Prime Mates Pod. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, we, and also at the end, Woody gives Gabby his voice box. That's right. Because uh, he recognizes that, you know, he had his chance to play with um, someone, and, and Gabby's not. She's going about it the wrong way, but she's not evil. She just wants to be played with, which is she just never had a fair go. Yeah, and which... she she says that in a like in a totally earnest and honest way. She's like, I just want to have. Is it is it okay? And he says, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and he just forgives all her previous atrocities. Yeah, and then yeah, like keeping Forky a prisoner and yeah, that sort of stuff. But the um, there's a girl who comes into the shop. She's the granddaughter of the owner of the antique store. And she's the one that she sees as being harmony. Her. Is that harmony? Her name? She's yeah. like she's perfect. She's my she's my kid. Yeah. And then she gets the voice box. She lets her um her pull string rip. Says whatever she says. Hi, I'm harmony. I want to be your friend. No, I'm giggity Hi, I'm, giggity. I'm, I'm giggity giggity. <laughs> Hi, I'm giggity giggity. Can I do five? <laughs> and and then harmony comes over, picks her up, and goes, huh. And then the grandma goes, do you want to take it home with you? She says, nah, and chucks it in <laughs> oh, a box. It's pretty brutal. brutal. So brutal. That was so sad. Yeah. And uh, Woody comes up and goes, hey, there's other kids. Come with us. And she's like, no, leave me here. Take oh. your voice back, box back if you want. By the way, spoilers. Oh, yeah. This is- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will be aware of that. I never get who listens to a podcast about a movie that they don't want spoiled. Oh, some freaks out there. <laughs> it's so weird because um, it's to me anything about it is a spoiler. I don't. In, there seems to be in the online world there are some things that are spoilers and some things that aren't. I think things that are in the trailers aren't seen as spoilers because they've already been spoiled. But what about people who haven't seen the trailer? You know what? It just feels like any. You mention anything. Oh, there's a character in this called Giggy Giggy. That's a spoiler to me. Matt, are you working on some new material here? <laughs> this is your spoiler. Have you seen this electric cars they've got these days? Jeez Louise. Did that seem like a bit? <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, would... the only thing you could spoil was the milk if you left it out of the fridge. <laughs> All right. Maybe I'm working on a bit. All right. I'm Can getting the light in this podcast. <laughs> I'm Giggy Giggy all along. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, so Giggy Giggy comes out with the rest of them. I can't, like, I saw it yesterday, I can hardly remember. But they all end up back at the at the. This circus. is a bit of a hard one to, to wrap up the end of, because the end is a lot more action-packed. Yeah. So a lot of action scenes. But they're, they're trying to get Gabby to come along with them because they think, oh, Bonnie can have, Bonnie's great. She'll love you. Yeah. yeah, the idea was get everyone back to Bonnie and Bonnie will be yeah. your, your Yeah, person, Bonnie your likes kid. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, they were really making big promises of Bonnie. <laughs> and then on the way, when they were trying to run through the carnival, they have this big escape scene and they're going through the carnival. Uh, they see a, a little lost child crying and Gabby knows, oh, this is my chance to, you know, uh, protect someone or give someone a bit of love in a time of need. And that was, oh, that was so, just watching like uh-huh. this photorealistic cartoon child just crying for yeah. their lost parents. I was like, oh, this is heartbreaking. <laughs> And then well, I didn't say that way. I thought it was that was fun. Look at that kid cry. <laughs> Carol, they're all alone. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> I can relate. I'm here at the movie by myself crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surrounded crying by crying kids, kids here. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I wonder if that if there's a chance of a spin-off with that um, giggy giggy story with that lost kid. 
Iggy and the Lost Maybe. Child. Uh, and then basically in the end. That was a big success though. That wrapped up Gabby's yeah. Yeah. story. She went off. She made a kid happy. She found a kid and that's all great. And then the other toys all um, head head back to, to to go back to Bonnie. Um, and then there's the the big the big moment at the end. Yeah, Woody Woody's going to go back with Bonnie and everyone else. But um, then uh, Bo Peep wants to keep uh, you know being in a lone. Yeah, wolf. she's like um and but Buzz and Buzz comes up and he says, "It's okay, Woody. She'll be okay without you." Mm. Woody reads that as Bo Peep will be okay without you, and and then Buzz goes, "No, you misunderstand." <laughs> Bonnie will be okay without you. Oh. And then they hug maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know it still hasn't got me. I'm like, I was for some reason I was expecting something like this to happen. It, it got me but so it, bad. It wasn't until the last line when uh, the RV is driving away, Woody's looking and Buzz is on the back windscreen yeah. and Buzz says, to infinity. <laughs> and Woody goes, and beyond. And that somehow was like, oh, that was the bit that finally got me right at the end. It must have been weird for Bo Peep being there and then Woody's just looking out on the RV and all he all she hears is him go, and beyond. <laughs> Especially because he had no idea that he was finishing a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how connected they are. Yeah. Uh, there was in um, uh, on IMDb, they've got a little section about Tim Allen talking about this. It says... Uh, Tim Allen opened up about the iconic characters of Woody and Buzz and the history of their friendship. With the first film in the series debuting in 1995, Allen said the relationship and connection the Cowboy and Space Rangers share is a similar parallel to his Toy Story counterpart, Tom Hanks, who voices the fearless sheriff. They're kind of, they've kind of become Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck in, uh, to a certain generation. I really take a large leap by saying that we're that iconic, but it does feel that way. They're immortal. They're toys. They don't have a lifespan, says Alan. There's a very short scene that both Hanks and I had trouble with, and I assume it's this last one, because I thought there were more pages. It ends and I got choked up. I literally had a a hard time saying it. He did too. We both had the same reaction. 25 or so years of friendship between Woody and Buzz has morphed into a very close friendship with Hanks and I. It's kind of nice. It's great to hear. Yeah. Good on them. Good on them. (laughs) Um, and there's a bit, I find it here where, um, oh yeah, so Tom Hanks um, talks about how it's probably his last one. Uh, I think it was maybe on Edward Norton's show. Um, he said... Graham Norton? Graham Norton. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> They're the two big Nortons. <laughs> Edward yeah. Norton's talk show is just him trying to get back into the Marvel films again. <laughs> and Norton antivirus. Obviously. Oh, yeah. They're the, yeah. Yeah. Is Norton? No, that's who's the one who's got lived the crazy life? Is that Norton or Mc, Mc, McAfee? McAfee. Yeah, John McAfee. You're thinking of comedian Jim Norton. Jim Norton. <laughs> yeah. The big four Nortons. Kaspersky? Never mind. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, on uh, which Norton? Uh, Graham. Graham Norton. On yeah. Graham Norton's show, uh, Tom Hanks told him that playing this part was emotionally exhausting, saying, it was terrible. I started recording Woody in 1991. Oh, that answers your question from before. And each film takes about four years. It was my very last session, and when I'd said the last line, they said, okay, great, thanks. And just like that, 24 years was over. All I could say was, oh, my, oh, my, over and over again, 
and my bottom <laughs> lip started quivering. I got in my car and I drove away with the music playing and the credits rolling in my head. Um, he said, finding the voice work tiring, he said, I never began a recording session without wishing it was already over. Woody is clenched all the time. It's exhausting. <laughs> so he goes from like real emotional, like nice. Oh, it's sad it's over to I hated doing yeah. it. <laughs> so in a way, it's a real relief. <laughs> never began a recording session without wishing it was yeah, already that's interesting. over. Woody's clenched all the time. I guess he's a bit uptight, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's sort of, I guess he, yeah, he's sort of like talking through gritted teeth almost. Mm. Well, Tom Hanks is a method actor, so each time he recorded, he had to put a snake <laughs> in his boot, <laughs> yeah. and that snake just kept biting and biting. Ugh. And also someone poisoned the waterhole. <laughs> he's drinking poison for 24 years. He had a string surgically attached to his back. <laughs> yeah, full on, full on stuff. Did you he know- tattooed Andy on the bottom of his foot. <laughs> That's the hardest place to get a tattoo. Someone oh, yeah, must right. have done that. That's a... I bet you there's a whole like subculture <laughs> of humans who do that have Andy's tattoos on there. Yeah, absolutely. And a new group of kids with toy toyers, toyers, toyer voyers. Toy, toy, yeah, great. Uh, I mean, there's so many facts here, but we probably need to start thinking about wrapping this up. So you can say, go kill people. Is that what you do too? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I do. I, uh, I um, you know. Punch in, punch in my clock, and then I punch out someone else's. <laughs> uh, I, I love the ending of this movie. I thought it was uh, the the really ending as a, the one we just talked about, and then because then there's that sort of credit scene ending as well. Uh, yeah, I think that was just to bring a bit of levity to yeah. it. Um, yeah. But I like the the emotional send off for Woody. <clears throat> I thought they could have had like a, a little bit more with him and Buzz because I thought that was you know that's, that's that's been the crux since '95. Yeah, it was, they were basically separate the whole, nearly the whole film. Yeah, but I, I, I that's see not true at all. They were separate for a big chunk of the film. <laughs> they, I, I loved um, the the whole turn of she'll be fine without you um, and just letting Woody let go of his uh, pride or or his his, his sense of duty to, yeah. to be with a kid all the time and just, you know, be himself because, you know, once them kids grow up and, and fly away, you know, hey, you have to let them fly on their own wings. And if they yeah. falter, hey, that's your fault for not raising them correctly. Follow us on Primates Pod <laughs> podcast. But Woody is free now, which is nice. Yeah, it's like I, a grey nomad. I do think they're gonna. They, I think they're gonna do another Toy Story, but I, I got no idea what they were gonna do. Yeah, do they go with Woody or do they go with Buzz or do they bring them together or giggy, again or giggy, do giggy. they or giggy, giggy, giggy. <laughs> like yeah, I don't know because if they do bring them together, it's gonna be weird. I've got absolute faith in Pixar because they bring out the big guns for Toy Story films, but yep. I I can't see them bringing them back in a non-convoluted way. Yeah, like it'd be like, oh, Bonnie's back at this carnival again. Yeah, I'm yeah. running into my. This is my old friend it Buzz Lightyear. A, it was such a neat sort of wrapped up little borrow yeah. for. And, them, well, like. and it was all relatively convoluted. The fact that Bo Peep and and Woody got reconnected. It, and yeah, they, and I think I forgave that. What are the odds of him seeing this lamp in this window at this tiny town? Mm. Of him even ever being there? Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with Toy Story Five, but I hope they do because they these films have been great. Just the way that Woody talked about it, there, it's like uh, Woody <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks talked about it there. He it make does make it sound like he's he's finished up with it. Well, they can get his brother who just does all the Woody <laughs> stuff. He does in the, ads yeah, the, and, and toys. toys. Yeah, yeah, but right. it, and it. I think they've built enough characters into it that they don't necessarily need him anymore. Possibly, yeah. It would be a bit of a gamble, but there's so many great characters now that they could 
bring some others up to the the front of it. Yeah, they could do a, just a solo buzz movie or a, or the I reckon Bo Tim Peep. Allen still be up for it. Yeah, yeah, Tim Allen. He's got he's got time. Yeah, he's full cool time. Sorry, he was on the same Graham Norton episode. Just like no. Keep hiring me. <laughs> Come the, on. I think, you know, in the end, it might mean that Tim Allen is the last man standing. <laughs> Possible. There's no Toy Story 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is better than my Joan Cusack references, I got to say. I was doing so many of them, it was practically shameless. The Showtime series starring Joan Cusack. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe... Tim Allen has written in some sort of a Santa Claus that he has to be in all the Toy Story <laughs> oh, films. No. Is that? <laughs> this has gone on too long. I think. Is that another film? No. Oh, well, then what are you doing? We, we haven't even touched on Tom Hanks's films. <laughs> oh, I mean, he made a real splash with this one. I think. There we go. Okay. I thought he. I think he's going to be big one day. There we yeah, go. Right? Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Uh. Forest. Oh no. Uh. Toy Story. Oh, that's good. That's relevant. There we go. Toy Story 2. Yeah, Toy Story as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found a little bit. Oh, it's, be- get, it's getting late. It's almost 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Before we do the get, get your scores, I just had one little thing about Andy, Evan, that I thought you might be interested in. I found an interview with the voice actor. Oh, John Morris. John Morris, yeah. So he's now 34, and this is from an article on therap.com. It says, while his Toy Story days have come to an end, Morris wants to take the passion for voice acting that came with a childhood behind the microphone and instill it in a new generation. He's currently working on a series of projects. So this will make, this, I imagine this warms your heart, including a one-man play and documentary that reflect on his time as Andy and exploring wow. the unique challenges and quirks of voice acting. <laughs> you could go see Amazing. Andy's voice do yeah. a one-man play about being Andy's <laughs> voice. That sounds amazing. Because he wants to pass, he wants to pass on the passion to yeah. the next generation. He's wow. in the best place to do it, I think. Coming yeah. to a fringe festival next <laughs> near you. <laughs> so that's exciting stuff. Um, but wait, so sounds like you're a fan, Tim. How many bananas would you give it? Well, uh, as listeners of the show know, I like to rank uh, films out of a scale of one banana. <laughs> that's right. So on a scale of one banana, I give this one banana. Whoa! One one full wow. banana. One full banana, just right. Oh, so this huh. is, this is like a perfect film. Yep. Is this your favorite Toy Story? Uh, no. I think I think number. I think by default this must be the worst one. Wow. Because I love the other three. So I still love Toy Story Four. Is that so just much. nostalgia though? Yeah, absolutely. Right. But objectively, uh, I th- I still think uh I still think one and two are, are perfect films. Yeah. Right. Okay. Three is a big nostalgia trip. And this is, hey, this is just a fun romp. Yeah. Three, people call three. I've heard a lot of people say three is their favourite. I think three is maybe my least favourite. I've got I, I think three I, pre- again. I preferred four to three, I think. Mm. I think I I preferred three to four. Yeah, right. Um, mm. The the other thing is about number two. Apparently that was, it was meant to be a straight to video. Yeah. And then the yeah, right. D- Disney will, or some of the higher ups like, no, no, this is, and they sort of had to, scrounge it all together and somehow turn it into a like a critically acclaimed film well also uh that had a weird production history i, I don't know if you guys touched on it last week Not but really, the toy no. story 2 almost was deleted what like they were working on it for months and months and uh somehow a server went down and took out 
like an hour of the completed film. Oh, right. And just by chance, someone had taken a copy home with yes, them to I remember work this on story. this. Yeah, yeah. And just by fluke, they'd taken it that weekend and they hadn't done it beforehand. It was just a happy coincidence. They were able to bring it back. And, I imagine yeah. they keep it back up now. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> you know so. I reckon. That's wild could, yeah. that 15 years ago or whatever it was. No, 20 years ago they weren't. Yeah, it, it must have been weird also. Oh, it's 1997. I'm going to take this animated film home and work on it on my computer. <laughs> yeah. I finished playing Myst. I'll just work on Toy Story 2. Amazing. <laughs> wow. What? How many? Sorry, Escape from Monkey Island. I'll be back <laughs> to you next weekend. Ah, oh, see, that's relevant here. Oh, yes. Yeah. Even more than Toy Story 4. Escape from Monkey Island. <laughs> Fuck, have you done the Monkey Island series? No, I don't know anything oh, about them. It's a, sh- it's a great series. Well, you sound like the kind of person who should come on and tell us about oh, it. Oh, fuck, I'd love to. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Evan, how many bananas do you give? Evan, he accidentally ripped off your system last week. Last week I wrote it out of one. And you you gave it one out you gave it a one out of one bananas last week I think yeah it's a really good film see it's a it's a it's a flawless system (laughs) yeah because you can have one banana you can have zero bananas you can also have like half a banana three quarters you can you can do a whole gradient of bananas yeah much like any yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about Matt it's a perfect (laughs) system if anything you can have like ten different chunks of bananas. So you, but you've given this a perf- you've given this a perfect score, even though you've said it's your least favorite of the series of four. <laughs> Matt, how do you not understand this ranking system? It's it's only one banana. Okay. <laughs> do you think this film deserves zero bananas? Oh, you only you either give it zero or one banana. <laughs> no, Matt, you can also have half a banana. <laughs> uh, okay, now I understand. I'm giving it two out of two bananas. Okay, a new system. <laughs> and, and are they ripe, ready to eat? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it uh, three out of four very delicious bananas. Yeah, right. Just, I mean. 75%. Yeah, that's, that's a really good score. That's a high distinction, I think. Yeah, right. Or at least a distinction. If you, if you gave this film 75 out of 100, that would make it sound worse than three out of four, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah. hey, I that's math for you. It. Yeah. Yeah, for people who only speak in percentages. Well, I mean, it's just a different way of, you know. 75% of a banana I've given it. Is right. that what you're saying? Now, how about out of one banana? Yeah. Three quarters of a banana. Three quarters out, of a banana. Out of one banana. Yeah, right. You've chopped off a quarter, put it in the bin. It was no good. <laughs> in the trash with Forky. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we talk about is DNA. So Andy Matthews, scientist, he told us that chimps and humans share ninety eight percent DNA. How much of your DNA do you see, personality wise or whatever, in the barrel of monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> Which all we know about them is they're there to help. Yep. Uh, would you say you're there to help? I like to think I, I work well with others to. Yep. Um, come together for a it sounds like i'm in a fucking job interview i work well in a team environment uh we focus on one goal and i'm you know i'm, I'm goal oriented yeah if you had yeah. a, if you had any sort of negatives what would they be um living together in a cramped dark environment <laughs> yeah uh, such as a barrel okay do you reckon those monkeys are really poor because they live in a barrel yeah that's the, that's normally what the, the cartoon will be showing yeah and not only they're not just wearing one barrel each no it's all just sharing a one barrel. collective barrel yeah wow 
Poor so, guys. And how, what do you, how, what has a percentage there? I guess it's 100%. Uh, out of one banana, I reckon I give it, <laughs> I reckon I give it 98% of one banana. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to go 70% because I'm there to help, but I don't know if I would have gone out in the rain like that. Yeah. It looked cold. You're a, it a probably, dry, weather, fair weather helper. I would have, I reckon I would have gotten sick and you got to weigh that up. Yeah. And I guess plastic monkeys probably don't get sick. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say, yeah, 68%. Oh, um, one off. Because I'm <laughs> off 67. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got, I'm partially orange. They're all orange. Uh-huh. Um, and I like to help as well. Hmm. But I don't live in a barrel. Right, of And course. I'm not a cartoon. Listeners can't see this, but we are recording this while our arms are all linked together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that well. All right, now that brings us to... <laughs> I try to do the link, but yeah. I... we are all we're all now doing it. <laughs> yeah, we are actually doing it now. Um, it looks like we're trying to sell booper insurance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing we like to do is thank a few Patreons. So we uh, have some Patreon supporters by the Do Go On Podcast Network, and you can go and support us at patreon.com slash do go on pod. I'm going to read out four names and their favorite primates, Tim, before you go and assassinate some people, you bloody hit monkey, you. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, Josh Curry. Firstly, he says, hey, Matt, my favorite primate is Alan's swamp monkey because like certain species of sloth, it lives such a sedentary lifestyle in its swamp home that green algae grows in its fur. I wish I lived in a swamp and had (laughs) green algae growing on me. This guy's basically (laughs) Shrek, right? (laughs) I think this guy's basically Forky. He thinks he's trash. He wants to have algae growing on him. He's yeah, he's Shrek in a. At least Shrek lives in a swamp. That's a okay. Yeah, you no, yours was more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know why I keep trying to bring things back to the topic. No, it's a waste of time. He says uh, they've also developed webbed hands and feet, as they're one of the most aquatic primates in the world. This is sick. I hadn't aquatic heard of these. Aquatic primates. Alan's swamp monkey. I wow. and I, I always assume that people are telling me the truth, but this time I'm going to have to look it up. Is this a real... Yes, it looks like it is. Alan. Alan Swamp Monkey. Tim, <laughs> Tim Allen Clark Swamp Monkey. Oh, uh, I never... Yeah, Tim Allen Swamp Monkey. Amazing. They're, they're good-looking monkeys, too. I reckon... Right. Yeah, that's they cool. They they're real plush-looking. Yeah, right. They look like uh, Chicky or... I mean, Ducky. they don't look aquatic in those photos, but I, no. I trust that they, they can swim, I guess, is the... They can't breathe underwater, though. They haven't got gills. They're not Man, like... Looking at pictures of monkeys, so fun. It is a fun time. <laughs> Thank you, you so much, Josh, for bringing uh, the swamp monkeys to our attention. Yeah. Uh, ben Whittingham uh, says, My favourite primate would have to be the Powerpuff Girls arch nemesis Mojo Jojo. Oh, we have to do this Fuck one day. Yeah. I'll, I'll be on Do you know Mojo episode? Jojo yeah. as well? Oh, you two should come back and do Mojo yes. Jojo. For the series or the movie? Because I reckon that movie is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. We, I remember we that probably movie. do the movie and talk about the... Series, maybe? Yeah. It says such a determined little evil critter. critter. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't I'm, I don't know if I've ever seen Powerpuff Girls, but I know what they look like. Mm. I didn't have Foxtel. Ah, uh, right. And I don't think it was ever on free-to-air. Uh, Dan Pedrick says, my favourite primate is the Safaka. I beg, you, I, I beg your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> the, Shut the front door. <laughs> dude looks in a constant state of shock. Plus, it's a lot of fun to say. 
It is true. Safaka is one of my favorite. It's so words. fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good. It's Safaka. <laughs> Safaka. Dan Pedrick. Thank you so much, uh, Dan. I didn't even know you were a, a, a bloody patron. He's a good friend oh, of mine, Dan Pedrick. What a bloody Dan. legend. Thanks, Dan. Oh, thanks, Dan. And Robert Farley, who I'm pretty sure I met over in the UK. He says, for me, it the orangutan. <laughs> 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 Suzanne from the end of Mallrats <laughs> with the, with a good Weezer song, I forget what it's called, and most of Jane Silent Bob struck back. This could be the only acceptable time when it's okay to call a species using the wrong term when she is described as a funky monkey. Plus, she beats up Dawson and the pie fucker. I've 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 been out of the uh, the Silent Bob cinematic universe for a while. I can't quite remember. I've seen Mallrats and Jane Silent Bob strike back, but. That means, is he, is he saying that there's a primate in mole rats? Well, only one way to find out. <laughs> Tune in next episode when yeah. we watch Toy Story 3. <laughs> That's cool. I knew there was one in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but mole rats as well. That's awesome. So we'll have to have to look into those. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Any final thoughts about Toy Story 4, Tim? Um. Nah, well, I, I guess the last thing is uh, to infinity. <laughs> oh, oh, well, let's do, well. <laughs> firstly, where can people find oh. you? <laughs> where can people find you? Tim? You do, uh, you do, are you uh, sketch comedy with the group Chimp Cop? Yep, we've uh, part of Chimp Cop, which has been brought up on this uh, show before when I did it with uh, Adam and um, when I did it before. You should uh, do an episode us. about Chimp Cop. We should. Really uh, follow us at Chimpcop on all the uh, social medias. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Timothy Clark. Uh, I'd love to bloody have a, I'd love to bloody have you. Yeah, you're, you're great on Twitter. You <laughs> yeah, go, you good go viral puns. a bit oh, on thanks. Twitter, don't you? You've had so, a few that have exploded. I've had a couple go viral, which is weird. Like you try and r- think of good ones to write and um, craft jokes and you get a couple of likes and then you just write something when you're taking a shit and you get <laughs> over a thousand likes. What is wrong with Twitter? Yeah. The Blink-182 one's got like 20,000 or something, doesn't it? Uh, 63 and a half. But 63. Who's, who's, who's counting? <laughs> Crikey. Uh, and do you have any shows coming up? Uh, not at the moment, but... Uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival. If anyone's listening to this down the track. Yeah, if you're listening to this <laughs> in 2020, hey, Melbourne Comedy Festival, I, I'm taking a guess, but I reckon I'm at Melbourne Town Hall, the the big the big room. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. What time? Um... 6.30 and an extra show at 8.30? <laughs> yeah, wow. Jeez. I mean, come down. I'd love to have you. Um, message me. I'll comp you. Uh, if you want to bring everyone you know. Because <laughs> I'm doing this for 40 days. The festival runs for 22 nights, but I'm doing 40 days. Yeah. Starting early, finishing yeah. late. It's the Tim Clark way. Yeah. And Evan, where can they find you? You can go to gamygame.com. Uh, you can you can just go to YouTube and type in gamey, gamey, game. It's my show. That's right. It's and about games. It's a video game comedy show. Most of the guests from this show have been on that. Yeah, a lot of crossover. And it's a very funny, fun time. Mm, that's really funny. It's probably more about comedy than it is about video games. I yeah, imagine... don't let the games thing scare you off. because <laughs> Much like this show, don't let the primate stuff scare you off. <laughs> is there a point in game? Have you ever had a point in gamey, gamey game where you have to remind yourself, oh, right, yeah, we're talking about video games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what this show is. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, but it's a fun show. And, yeah, I'll, there'll be links to all, all that stuff in the description. Um, people can find Primates across the internet at uh, Primates Pod, including primatespod at gmail.com 
and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot. And like I said, if you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash pod. And there's heaps of rewards on there, including bonus episodes and such things. Mm. Uh, now, that brings us to the end of the episode. We always finish with a classic sign-off. <laughs> um, Evan, thanks so much for joining us. Maybe you two could do this one together. Thank you so much as well for joining us, Tim. To infinity and beyond. Monkeys. All right. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.